flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Hot and heavy, we're hitting it for you here at the top. Patrick Johnson Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. 94-3, the game. The great P-Man here with you. Huge uh, weekend ahead for uh, college hoops, and Brian Mull's going to be on to talk about it with us. We've got a pirate report coming up. It's chock full of goodness. Coach Houston yesterday, he appeared in Birmingham. Alabama! At the Birmingham Bowl, the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl press conference, so we'll hear from him. We'll hear from the Coastal uh, Interim as well. And Mike Swartz, stuff we didn't get to yesterday with the uh, pirate report, but it's still pertinent today as we've got a... uh, Huge edition of the Patrick Johnson Show, the Get You to the Weekend edition, coming up here on uh, 94.3 The Game this afternoon. Patrick Johnson, Ben Byram producing. Uh, Lots of local basketball to keep an eye on tonight and tomorrow as well. Want to give a quick mention of that. Ben will update you, of course. Rose at South Central. A couple of inter-county rivalry games going on. Rose at South Central in uh, girls and boys action tonight from the Rose Garden. Rivals Aiden Grifton and Farmville Central meeting in Farmville tonight. Elsewhere, it's Conley hosting Northside Jacksonville. North Pitt hosting Goldsboro. The paired boys and girls are in Raleigh to play St. David's. Uh, Pitt Community College lost a tough one yesterday to Sandhills. Bulldogs back in action tomorrow against Mid-Atlantic Christian University at 3 o'clock. That'll be their last game as uh, they embark on a lengthy holiday break. So we wish uh, PCC hoops the very best. Uh, in their game tomorrow against uh, old Mac U. And I uh, want to remind you of uh, something that we hope you'll take part in. We're so close to $100,000 for our uh, Embers Christmas extravaganza, which is uh, taking place on Monday. It is our uh, Christmas with Craig Woolard in the Embers for uh, Pitt County Operation Santa Claus. It is taking place Monday at Reimage Church. Oh, there we go. And uh, it'll be at 7 o'clock. Benefits, Pitt County Operation Santa Claus, your favorite holiday music live, wonderful family entertainment, and all the ticket money going to Operation Santa Claus. The Ember Show, very special family event. Craig Woolard leads the group at an old-fashioned Christmas experience that will leave the audience in a festive mood. The show plays to sell out crowds from Myrtle to Richmond each year. IBX radio stations host the Embers so you can enjoy this unique family Christmas. All gate receipts for the show will go to Operation Santa Claus, our local effort, and the effort by Greenville Fire and Rescue to donate toys to needy children in Pitt County. At Christmas time, the fundraiser administered by the Salvation Army here in Pitt County. Kids, by the way, 10 and under get in free. Tickets uh, very affordable. Go to 943thegame.com to get your uh, tickets today. And uh, our Christmas with the Embers is brought to you by the Air Doctor, Hardee's, Fantastic Sam's, Greenville Utilities, Telco Credit Union, Speedy Oil Change and Auto Service, GoEco, 264 Shoes and Apparel, Greenville Toyota, Pair Electronics, Southern Bank, AmeriHealth, Caritas, North Carolina. Also, Specialty FDR, Fantastic Sam's, and Speedy Oil Change and Auto Service. Thank them for uh, their uh, contributions to this uh, family uh, entertaining Christmas show. 
Craig Woolard in the Embers. Reimage Church Monday. All right, uh, we'll get a break in here. Quick start to the show. Brian Mole on today, but our supersized pirate report on the other side here. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today to the brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Mike Houston yesterday in Birmingham. Alabama! Ahead of the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. That is a press conference. Brian Mull is coming up next. Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Coastal Carolina, the opponent, and it'll be played on... The night of December 27th, our coverage will begin that day at 3 o'clock. Coach Houston on hand for a uh, pre-bowl presser yesterday. Here's what he had to say about the uh, part of the country where the game's being played in and some exposure to recruits there for pirate football. I think it's always great you know, to have, have your team in an area that's so talent-rich uh, because it exposes you know, the high school players in that area and, you know, to what pirate football is. And so I think anytime you can travel and, and have that opportunity, I think that's a positive. Some more comments uh, here from Coach. He was uh, asked about Avery uh, Jones's decision to enter the portal. Well, the biggest thing, uh, you know, we want to do is give our, our team the best opportunity to go out and be uh, competitive and win the ball game uh, here on December 27th. So uh, fortunately, we've been able to recruit uh, a great amount of depth uh, there on the offensive front. We have multiple guys that are going to be uh, prepared to play on game day. And so look forward to seeing those guys go out and uh, compete December 27th. Nice answer there by Coach. Nice snort by the cameraman uh, there, too. Uh, on uh, facing the triple, uh, facing a triple option team. Well, I think anytime you face um, a triple option based team, uh, it, it's always an extreme challenge. Um, and just, you know, coming from my uh, background running the triple option at Lenore Ryan and the Citadel, um, you know, I've, I've, I've witnessed what, uh, you know, what can happen if you face someone that's not very prepared. Um, you know, fortunately, we do have a little bit of time. Uh, you know, most of the time you're trying to get ready for a team like that in a week, which is a real challenge. Um, you know, the, the, the thing that I've been just, you know, intrigued by is just how much uh, the offensive staff is involved. It's talking about Coastal there. Uh, Pirates are a little more RPO-based, uh, perhaps, uh, in, in that package for them. Anyway, uh, plans for the team surrounding the game. Mike Houston. Three, two. I think the biggest thing is it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's an experience for our student-athletes, and so... Uh, you know, we've tried to focus on, you know, trying to show them as much of Birmingham as we can during the opportunities we have. You know, have certain parts of the day that we're going to be focused on preparing for the game. Uh, and then the other parts of the day, we want, uh, we want them to enjoy each other and enjoy the you know, greater Birmingham area. So uh, we focus on that a lot. Uh, as Chad said, we, you know, the families will be here and, you know, the student athletes are away from their families for Christmas. And obviously that's a significant holiday for all of us. Um, you know, Santa will show up on Christmas Eve, so we'll make sure that happens. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we will have also a service Christmas Eve to honor, you know, the true reason for the holiday. Um, 
you know, outside of that, uh, you know, we're just, you know, really excited about the opportunity to come down here and play a bowl game. Coach, handling uh, everything in a real classy manner there. Uh, Mike Houston, great job. Uh, Pirates will return to Birmingham, by the way, in 2024 to play UAB in the uh, stadium. So this will be a little bit of a precursor for that. This is, of course, the uh, rotation where, with the exception of your playing partner, in this case, ECU and Charlotte, for the next four years in the New Look American, you'll get a rotation where you go to every other opponent's home venue and they will come to your home venue over the next four years. So the Pirates, uh, after next season with no UAB on the uh, docket, go to Birmingham. Actually, they'll be playing them at home. Yeah, go to Birmingham on uh, 24, and then uh, the Pirates will host UAB in Greenville uh, in 2025. So uh, they'll play them in back-to-back seasons in that instance. Uh, We got Chad Scruggs. Yep, Chad Scruggs, the interim uh, coach for Coastal Carolina during this period. His plan for his team surrounding the bowl game. Well, it's uh, it's been a little different this game versus last game because you're at, at the side longer and you're there over Christmas, so you're trying to incorporate so many things that you're able to do within the city, but also uh, try to do uh, Christmas for the guys, like as a family. Uh, your kids are with you, so you're trying to implement, you know, a night with uh, you know hot chocolate and gingerbread houses and. Uh, you know, we're doing a candlelight service, Christmas Eve service for them. So uh, we're excited about, you know, being able to explore the city. I haven't been able to get into the city as much when you're recruiting. You're kind of in and out a lot. So um, that's kind of how we're trying to implement over the holiday. Uh, Coach uh, Staggs has been, uh, it's been interesting seeing, uh, following his career, he uh, graduated from USC Upstate, was an assistant at Lexington High School in Lexington, South Carolina. Uh, for uh, two seasons, and then went on to South Carolina as a GA, went on to Charleston Southern, eventually North Greenville, uh, and then Delta State in Mississippi, back to Charleston Southern. He was the defensive coordinator there, 13 through 16, uh, defensive coordinator at Furman, and then uh, arrived at Coastal in the 2019 season, where he has uh, been the defensive uh, coordinator and now the interim uh, head coach. Uh, and uh, we'll be doing this, of course, during the course of this uh, bowl season for the Chanticleers. Uh, Coach uh, Staggs on asked if it was easier now than uh, – let, re- let me read this closely. This is his answer when asked if it is easier now that the coaching change talk has died down. Okay, that's the question, I suppose. Here's the answer. I think a lot of that is more outside noise than inside noise. It's always tough. I think the players understand that, that, that sometimes coaches have to make decisions <laughs> best, best for their families. It's always tough. Um, but it, it, I'm kind of glad that we are stable in terms of what's going on now and, and, and just looking forward to playing a game. Yep, and uh, one last cut here from the uh, interim coach for Coastal talking about, uh, on that same vein, trying to make things business as usual. It's been exciting. Uh, the best thing, uh, we had a, a rough run there the last couple of weeks, but uh, the first thing after Coach Shaw left was I got him in the weight room, got him around each other, and that's the best way to wipe away a game is really kind of get back on the field, the weight room. And, and we've had a couple of practices that we've been able to get in, and uh, they've been really exciting. Uh, they've had juice. Obviously, Grayson's playing. That's big for our team. He's the leader. Um, and so... 
Um, it's really kind of business as usual, it's kind of webbing one about it. You know, the, the office of staff, Coach Corn and Coach Isaac's been kind of doing their thing. I kind of do our, my thing on defense, and we've been trying to watch as much video as we can and while in recruiting and transition and all that kind of stuff. It's just the world we live in in college football with the portal and all that stuff. And, you know, you talk to your players about being resilient, you talk to them about overcoming, adapting, and I mean, that's what they expect me to do as the leader of the team, and that's what I'm doing. All right, so uh, that is the interim uh, coach for Coastal. It's Coach Staggs there. Uh, let's see. We have um, Phil Steele out. We posted this on our social media yesterday. Phil Steele is out with uh, his all-AAC team. He has Keaton Mitchell as a first-team member, C.J. Johnson from Conley as a second-team member. This is all on offense for third-team Isaiah Winstead. The Toledo transfer, Justin Red, the transfer from Hampton. Uh, also, the uh, fourth team for uh, the Pirates, the aforementioned Avery Jones out of Havelock. Uh, defensively on the Phil Steele All-AAC team, second team Malik Fleming. Fourth team members include Miles Berry and Jaira Wilson out of Jacksonville. Uh, for special teams, Josiah Hatfield is a third teamer on kick return and punt return uh, Malik Fleming. So Fleming honored a, a couple times there. He's fourth-team punt return. Uh, Phil Steele releasing that uh, yesterday. Uh, we didn't get to this, but obviously saw it. Uh, Pirates announcing, uh, or it's been reported, the announcement of a couple of transfers. B.J. Davis, the linebacker out of South Carolina State, and uh, uh, Tyquee King, linebacker out of North Carolina A&T, have both transferred into the uh, Pirate program, according to uh, reports. Uh, happy birthday today to uh, ECU's longest-tenured head coach, Kurt Kraft, is celebrating a birthday today. The uh, head track and field coach and head cross-country coach uh, friend of the show, good man, is Coach Kraft, so uh, happy birthday to him. Hope it's a, a celebratory weekend for uh, Coach. It's also my sister-in-law, Julie's, uh, birthday today, so uh, happy birthday uh, to her. More on today's Pirate Report. We uh, turn our attention now to basketball. Coverage will begin at 1 o'clock tomorrow here on 94.3 The Game. We'll have uh, our Pirate Game Day Countdown Hoops edition for you, leading into 1.30 network coverage, and then 2 o'clock uh, tip between East Carolina and South Carolina from Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, Coach Swartz speaking to the media yesterday says it's good to get back to normal uh, following the exam break. It's been good to finals have wrapped up for our guys. It's been good to be back in the gym here the last few days. Uh, we've had three practice days in a row before we head to uh, Charleston, uh, excuse me, uh, Greenville, Greenville, before we head to Greenville tomorrow. Um, so, you know, just trying, we've been waiting to have a stretch where we can have a few practices together uh, to kind of just work on some things and really focus on some of the areas that uh, we didn't have time to when we lost practice time because of finals and our schedule. So that's been good. But great challenge ahead. We know uh, playing South Carolina on Saturday in Greenville is going to be a very difficult task and uh, just looking forward to getting up. Yep. Uh, there you go. There's that. Coach Swartz uh, scouting the uh, Gamecock great Gregory Jackson, G.G. Jackson. He's got great size. He can play all over the floor. He can handle the basketball. He can shoot the basketball. He can play inside. We know they'll post him. Uh, again, he plays with um, – he's a very talented player, uh, both sides of the ball with great size, so it's going to be a great challenge for us. Yeah, dude can rebound too. He's a baller. Uh, 
Coach Schwartz uh, with his view on his team at this point in the season. You're always going to think about the results, and you're going to, you know, there's games where we were able to win that you know we want to play better and execute better, and there's games that we weren't able to win that you're frustrated about that you, you weren't able to win those games. But all in all, I, I, like I said, I still think that defensively we're still trying to establish who we want to be consistently. Uh, offensively, I think our guys are really finding a rhythm to how we want to play. Uh, but again, that could change game to game based on the type of defense that you play all right uh coach swartz on our pirate report as it continues on here this is coach on how the team uh, has embraced the uh, coaching philosophy so far this season i still say this every every meeting every practice every film session we're still finding ways to teach learn and get better and i think the most important part is i think our guys are really embracing that we just finished up practice just now uh and again i think we've had three really good days so just building trying to get better each day there you go uh more from uh coach swartz here he talks about uh the gamecocks and what they uh like to do defensively Man-to-man defense, you know, I think they have a, they can mix and match some things in, but they're a big physical team. They got a big front line. They got, uh, they got guards that I'm familiar with that were there last season, and even some of the players that uh, have come in there as freshmen, I know who they are just through overtime and scouting and things like that. So uh, they got, they got a physical team, a physical man-to-man defensive team that will, you know, will throw in a couple different zone looks that will try and keep us off balance. Elsewhere, uh, Coach Schwartz talking about a uh, fast start is imperative for the Pirates tomorrow. I think we learned that when we went to Florida. You know, I don't know what kind of environment quite to expect. I would expect the game being in Greenville and being in their home state that they'll have a, a good a good crowd there. I'm hoping that uh, you know we will the Pirate Nation will travel out and we'll have some people there too. But regardless, home road, uh, you know, starts are really important, and we know early in the season uh, we struggled getting off to the starts we wanted to. We kind of figured that out a little bit and that doesn't mean that it's going to play out that way Saturday but uh yeah I think anytime you're on a neutral floor anytime you're potentially the the, you know in a a road type environment which you very well could be Saturday I think you always want to get off to a good start but I'd also say this we were down by five at halftime the other night uh, versus Coppin State at home and and it's a 40-minute game regardless of how you start and uh last thing from coach here he talks about uh obviously a relationship with uh the head man at South Carolina and the respect he has for that staff. You know, I'm not involved, you know, in, in seeing what they got going day to day, but here's what I do know. I have great respect for Coach Paris. I think he does an unbelievable job. I know the program he built at, at Chattanooga. I know what he's done there. I've watched them on film. I know what they're doing. I mean, I have great respect for their team, their players, and their coaching staff. I know some of the guys on their staff. So I would just have to just based on having so much respect for him and knowing what he does as a coach and as a person, I would imagine they're still trying to establish who they want to be, both sides of the ball, putting their identity offensively, defensively, culturally. And and I think a lot of programs are going through that when you have first-year head coaches at the program. But I would also say that even successful programs that have been there for a multitude of years and and veteran coaches, I still think you're always doing that on a day-to-day basis. But uh, just from watching film, I know they're building a great program there. Yep. Uh, Congratulations to uh, all of the graduates today at uh, Minji's Coliseum. By the way, the men's basketball team uh, took off around uh, 845 or or so this morning, bussing out to uh, Greenville, South Carolina, where they'll get ready for the matchup. With the uh, South Carolina Gamecocks, uh, again, that is a uh, 2 o'clock tip tomorrow, and our coverage begins here on 94.3 The Game uh, at 1, the network, 
at uh, 1.30. 16 current and former ECU student-athletes completed requirements for and will receive their degrees during uh, ECU's 114th fall commencement ceremonies today. Grace Doran with women's soccer and Aaron Jarman with football are the lone members. Of course, uh, Jarman from uh, North Lenore High School are the lone members of the group to receive postgraduate degrees, while Lane Hoover, uh, baseball player, earned a health informatics certificate for graduating in December of 21. Uh, for baseball, Charlie Hodges, a degree in management. Of course, we mentioned Lane Hoover and his health informatics certificate. Garrett Saylor, uh, physical education. Justin Wilcoxon, business administration. Uh, for football, Jonathan Coleman, management information systems. Sean Dorso, communication. Alex Finn, exercise physiology. Noah Henderson, management. Aaron Jarman, we mentioned the master's in business admin. Avery Jones and Joseph Sampson, communication. Gerard Stringer, industrial distribution and logistics. Wow. Uh, women's soccer. Grace Doran, the master's in communications. Macy McDougal, a degree in engineering. For women's track, a couple of nursing school graduates, Anna Bristol and Lindsay Yentz. Hope we got everybody's name correct. I think we did there. So congratulations to all of them. Really great stuff. Uh, commencement uh, weekend for the fall here in Greenville. All right, that is uh, an elongated pirate report for you here on the Patrick Johnson Show. It is our Get You to the Weekend edition. Ginormous day for college basketball tomorrow. We're going to talk to Brian Mull about it on the other side with collegeinsider.com and other outlets. So stick and stay. Ben Barm here for your 94.3 The Game sports update. Taking a quick look at everything happening in sports around the country. East Carolina head football coach Mike Houston in Birmingham ahead of the Birmingham Bowl game of Coastal Carolina on December 27th. The pre-bowl presser was held yesterday. Coach Houston says it's great to be in a region where you can expose recruits to the Pirate brand. I think it's always great, you know, to have, have your team in an area that's so talent-rich uh, because it exposes, you know, the high school players in that area, uh, you know, to what pirate football is. And so I think anytime you can travel and, and have that opportunity, I think that's a positive. Pirate Hoops hitting the road for a neutral site game against South Carolina this weekend in Greenville, South Carolina. ECU head coach Mike Schwartz on where the Pirates are as a team at this point in the season. You're always going to think about the results, and you're going to, you know, there's games where we were able to win that you know we want to play better and execute better, and there's games that we weren't able to win that you're frustrated about that you weren't able to win those games. But all in all, I, I, like I said, I still think that defensively we're still trying to establish who we want to be consistently. Uh, offensively, I think our guys are really finding a rhythm to how we want to play. Uh, but again, that could change game to game based on the type of defense that you play. Tip-off is set for 2 o'clock tomorrow. Airtime on our station right here on 94.3 The Game for the network is at 1.30. And local coverage begins with a pregame show of Pirate Game Day Countdown with yours truly, myself, Ben Barham, at 1 o'clock. The Panthers are going for their third straight win this weekend. Carolina will host the Steelers on Sunday. The Panthers are 5-8 and eight after winning three of their last four. They are 4-4 four and four under interim head coach Steve Wilkes. The Panthers are currently one game behind Tampa Bay for first place in the NFC South. Panthers defensive end Brian Burns says making the playoffs is a very realistic goal for the Cats. Um, that's always been uh, a topic that we, we've talked about. Not as far as like the four wins, but just basically saying that our future is in our hands and, and we can write our narrative. 
The Steelers are also 5-8, and eight, and you can hear that game on our sister station, 103.7 WTIB. North Carolina has hired head coach, or not, excuse me, they have hired Chip Lindsey to be the program's next offensive coordinator. Lindsey spent last season leading the offense at UCF. He went 15-19 and 19 as head coach of Troy from 2019 to 2021. The 48-year-old coach also has coordinator experience from stints at Southern Miss, Arizona State, and Auburn. North Carolina will play number 21st rank Ohio State at Madison Square Garden in the CBS Sports Classic tomorrow. The Tar Heels are 7-4 overall after two straight wins. The Buckeyes are 7-2. NC State will take on Vanderbilt in Chicago tomorrow in the Legends of Basketball Showcase. Elsewhere, Davidson is set to challenge number one Purdue in the Indy Classic. Charlotte is going for its fifth straight win on the road against Monmouth. Duke is off until next Tuesday when they take on Wake Forest and Winston-Salem. Local high school hoops tonight. Rose taking on South Central and Varsity Boys and Girls Action at J.H. Rose. Rivals Aiden Grifton and Farmville Central collide in Farmville tonight. D.H. Conley hosts Northside Jacksonville. North Pitt hosts Goldsboro. Parrots boys and girls teams are in Raleigh to play St. David's. And Pitt Community College dropped a tough decision against Sand Hills Community College on Thursday, 89-87. The Bulldogs are now 6-4. Four. They'll play tomorrow at home against Mid-Atlantic Christian University at 3 o'clock. It'll be Pitt's final game before a lengthy holiday holiday break. The Carolina Hurricanes back on the ice. They notched their third straight win. Carolina defeated the Seattle Kraken 3-2 in its first game at home following a six-game road trip. Andrei Smeshnikov, Derek Stepan, and Stefan Nosen lit the lamp for the Canes in the win. Carolina improves to 17-6-6 after notching its seventh win in the last eight games. The Canes are in second place of the Metro Division with 40 points. And the hurry, excuse me, and the Hornets are trying to snap their six-game losing streak tonight at home against the Hawks. Charlotte is currently 7-21 and and in last place of the Eastern Conference. Gordon Hayward is questionable for tonight's game, but a recent report has indicated that he will play. He's been out since November 23rd with a fractured shoulder. The Hornets defeated the Hawks 126-109 to on October 23rd, which is their last win. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. This 94 through the game sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirate student-athletes. For information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. On the other side of this quick timeout, we hear from College Hoops writer Brian Mole on all the latest in college basketball on the other side right here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Dan Patrick mornings. Adam Gold middays. Patrick Johnson on the way home. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. Right, let's go. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Woo-hoo! More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game.
Here's our guy, Brian Mull, joining us on the Get You to the Weekend edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. And oh, oh, what a weekend it is for college hoops. Uh, hello, Brian Mull. How are you? I am doing well, Patrick. I hope you are. Check Brian Mull out at BG Mull on Twitter. His Blue Ribbon College Basketball Yearbook contributions are out there now. It still makes a great gift. And, of course, uh, College Insider. Mull's planning uh, quite possibly a little uh, basketball road trip. I hope we'll see him. I hope we'll see you in Greenville. That's all I'm going to say. I hope we'll see you in Greenville. That's, that's where I'm It is quite possible. Yeah. Um, Brian Mull with us here. All right, let's start with uh, ECU South Carolina tomorrow, 2 o'clock. Uh, from the uh, arena there in uh, South Cackalack, the other Carolina, uh, Greenville. And uh, it'll be ECU and the Gamecocks. The Pirates have, uh, you know, everybody looks like that's available from what we know will be available. Ezra Ozar has come on and been sensational here uh, the last four games. And obviously, Javon Small's been fantastic. Brandon Johnson has been solid. Uh, I know you like the athleticism of uh, R.J. Felton. Pirates 7-4, and four, maybe about where we thought they'd be. Give me your assessment as they go into an interesting couple games before they get Temple to open the conference at home. Yeah, I think when you look at the 11 games that have taken place in Mike Schwartz's first year, uh, certainly, you know, an unexpected home loss to South Carolina State, um, probably one that I know that the Pirates would like to have back. But on the on the flip side of that, uh, a couple of nice wins in the in the tournament in Florida in November, especially Toledo, a, a win that's going to hold up uh, through the year. So, uh, like you said, about where you expect them to be, struggled on the road a couple of times. That's not surprising for a young team. A lot of inexperienced players kind of finding their way and, and, and certainly uh, no shame in losing at either Old Dominion or UNCW. But uh, a real opportunity for them on Saturday against the South Carolina team that's in complete rebuild uh, under first-year coach Lamont Paris. Uh, the Gamecocks have, uh, have really been struggling to put anything together. And I think when you, you know, when you – when you schedule a series like this against an SEC or ACC opponent, you hope that maybe during the, the some point in that contract you can catch them when they are a little bit down and rebuilding. And I think uh, while it will certainly be a pro-South Carolina crowd, this is a good opportunity for CU in a, in a, on a neutral. You know, it's not like you have to go to Columbia and play them necessarily. It's on a neutral, and uh, this is a game where uh, you know ECU should feel like it has an opportunity to win if it plays well. They have dropped uh, their last game out at UAB by 14. And let me say this, Gigi Jackson is uh, a fantastic player. What is he, 6'9", 210, 220, 17 a game. He can rebound at uh, nearly 7 a game, shoots the 3 pretty well. Uh, so Jackson is a real bucket getter for the Gamecocks. You can't overlook that in a game like it. He'll be the best player on the floor tomorrow. Oh, no doubt. I mean, here, here's a guy that's probably only going <laughs> to spend one year at the most two in college uh, projected uh, as a first-round pick in a lot of the mock drafts. And like you said, he has a, the modern skill set at six foot nine, can, can handle the ball, uh, can shoot from the perimeter, can take it off the backboard and lead the fast break, 
and they certainly run a lot of their offense through him. They don't have a ton of other options around him. They've got a little bit of experience in the backcourt with Chico Carter and Michi Johnson. Um, and then Hayden Brown is kind of an undersized forward who thrived at the Citadel and was the Southern Conference Player of the Year. But, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how his game matches up when they get into conference play. I think ECU could ha- actually have an advantage in the front court in this game with the way uh, Asar and Johnson have played over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, it's a game where ECU should feel like they can get the ball inside and get some easy baskets and not have to rely so much on the three-point shot. Basketball scribe Brian Mull joining us. Uh, Patrick Johnson show. We're talking some hoop here. Huge college basketball day tomorrow. Certainly the premier date of the season uh to date, and uh, you look at it, uh, I count five matchups within the top 25, Brian, and five that I think you could see in the Elite Eight or Final Four for sure. No doubt. Uh, just some fascinating matchups. What a what a treat for college basketball fans. Uh, certainly, I know there's a few football bowl games going on, but kind of the first weekend where college basketball has had the, had the spotlight and uh, – you know, the, the, the best game is going to be the last game of the day at 10.30 p.m. out in Tucson, Arizona, where you have the number one offense in Arizona hosting the number one defense in Tennessee and what should just be a, a fascinating game. I mean, Arizona has been as impressive as anyone to this point. Uh, and then certainly uh, for American fans, uh, Houston going up to Charlottesville uh, to play the Cavaliers and, and, and what could just become an old-fashioned rock fight if there's ever been one when you talk about the way those two teams defend and the deliberate pace and every basket will be earned in that one. Uh, Gonzaga-Alabama in Birmingham, that's a, that's a really good matchup. Mm-hmm. The Zags struggle a little bit early. Alabama has three wins over top ten teams, including two over teams that were number one in the poll at the time, Houston and North Carolina. Uh, you know, that is, uh, those are the type of games that we love to see as college basketball fans. They, 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 uh, don't tell us everything about what's going to happen in March, but they certainly can be a little bit of a window into what's going to eventually unfold. Yeah. Brian Mull with us here. Uh, it all kind of starts tomorrow in, uh, Lawrence as well, Indiana and Kansas 14 and eight in the polls they're matching up. So, I mean, it's just, it's a hell of a day tomorrow. If you're a basketball fan, it's, uh, it's really, really good stuff. And I know there's bowl games on. It's kind of a good weekend. Uh, and it's really the last weekend where on a Saturday before the NFL kind of inundates everything for the next month or so. Uh, and uh, so from that standpoint, it's really good. Uh, let me ask you this. Upset alert um, for maybe UConn at Butler tomorrow or maybe could Purdue, who's number one, have a tough time with Davidson tomorrow? I think Purdue will be able to handle Davidson. Um, not a vintage Davidson team. Certainly uh, the legendary Bob McKillop stepped down. His son has taken over. Uh, still a solid program, but yeah. uh, Purdue has really looked uh, you know, strong other than one road game this year. They've, they've been very impressive as well. And Zach Eady is a, a, obviously a handful for anyone. Uh, UConn at Butler is interesting. Uh, Manny Bates, the former NC State mm-hmm. center, doing a good job for Butler. Uh, do they have enough firepower to, to hold off a UConn team that's number one in Kim Palm and has been as impressive as really any team in the country? Uh, I don't know, but uh, it is a uh, 
you know, it's a road game, and those are always difficult for any team early in the season. Well, it's, and, at, it's uh, at Hinkle. Butler's won four in a row. Thad Mata's done a, a, a wonderful job there. It's good to have Thad Mata back in basketball, by the way. No, no, it is. Yeah, certainly has some health issues that uh, he has worked his way through. Scott Butler off to an eight and three start. That's a program that had fallen on some hard times in the last couple of years. And so you're right. It is good to see them back in the mix. And that will not be an easy assignment for the Huskies whatsoever. I mean, look, they're not going to go undefeated. They're going to lose a game at some point, and it's probably going to happen on the road. Uh, some interesting games around the American as well. Missouri uh, will be at uh, UCF at noon. Uh, we've mentioned the Pirates and uh, South Carolina. They're a 2 o'clock tip, as is uh, the aforementioned uh, Houston-Virginia game. Also at 2, LaSalle at Cincinnati. 3.30 tomorrow, it's George Mason at Tulane. 5, Temple at Ole Miss. Wow. Uh, 7 tomorrow night at the FedEx Forum, A&M and Memphis. And then tomorrow night, Oklahoma State at Wichita State. Any of those games tomorrow in the American that uh, catch your attention? Yeah. Uh, first of all, a, a hat tip to Johnny Dawkins. Um, you know, UCF, not not very high expectations coming into the season, but and certainly losing the season opener to UNC Asheville when they were shorthanded was not a great start. But since that point, they've won eight of nine games. Their only loss was to Miami by two points. They had a very impressive win at Ole Miss on uh, Wednesday night. Uh, winning by 11, they were up 21 to zero in that game, which is not something you see every night. And uh, just defending at an extremely high level, they're back to full strength now. And uh, I think you know this is a Missouri team that has a gaudy record, but uh, hasn't really played anyone. And when they went and played Kansas last week, got exposed a bit. So I think another opportunity for the American to pick up a win over the SEC. And uh, when you look at Memphis, they just keep keep plugging along. I mean, no shame in losing that. Alabama whatsoever on the road in, in, a, in a one possession game and, and now they have another opportunity against uh, the SEC they've already knocked off Ole Miss and Auburn and uh, you know I'm, I'm they're favored to beat Texas A&M which is probably a tournament caliber team as well so uh, Penny Hardaway doing a good job there uh, I think you know we're kind of starting to see the the top tier emerge in the American certainly starting with Houston Memphis UCF and, and Cincinnati is, is maybe on the fringe. And then uh, tonight, South Florida and Tulsa both uh, in a position to get wins, which uh, are kind of badly needed for those programs right now. We've got more Brian Mull coming up, so stay with us. It's the Get You to the Weekend edition of the PJ Show. You go down in history. Videos, articles, and what's going on in the Pirate Nation. I thought that's what Facebook updates were for. Like and comment on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on 94.3 The Game and 94.3thegame.com. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game.
Brian Mull with us as we talk uh, college basketball, Blue Ribbon College Basketball Yearbook. We've also got uh, Brian on uh, collegeinsider.com, other things as well. Uh, great to have him along with us. Xavier at Georgetown tonight. I only bring this up because uh, the special committee basically uh, had Sean Miller fly uh, unscathed against some of the NCAA allegations against him. Bad time if you're an assistant coach in any of this. Let me ask you this, Brian. Uh, were you surprised at uh, how all that ended up turning out? A little bit. Um, you know, it felt like they had a, a fair amount of evidence that Miller had been involved in some malfeasance there with payment to players, but apparently not enough to uh, levy any penalties. And you just have to wonder, since the landscape of college athletics has changed so drastically in the last couple of years, if the NCAA, which is uh, undergoing an administration change of its own, naming the former Massachusetts governor to as its yeah. new president this week, yeah. um, you just wonder if they're even, uh, they've got bigger fish to fry, if you will. Um, they're more concerned about uh, a lot of the legalities of, of how the structure of their organization is going to look going forward. And you just wonder if they uh, are, are really going to penalize some of these coaches who were implicated in this so-called scandal a few years ago for, for things that are completely legal now. Uh, does, how does this bode for Will Wade? I think Will has to be one of the happiest people <laughs> outside of the Miller family um, at that announcement because, uh, you know, certainly he lost his job there at LSU, but is a, uh, you know, a young guy who wants to get back in and uh, may have thought that he was looking at some type of lengthy show calls and, and being on the sidelines for a while. But I think at this point now, the penalties will, will not be very harsh. It may even be looked at as, you know, he spent a year out. That's good enough. And uh, we can see him back on the sidelines very soon. Charlie Baker, as you mentioned, uh, named the new president of the NCAA, uh, currently wrapping up his second term as governor of Massachusetts. Uh, our friend John Feinstein tweeting yesterday, NCAA names another politician with no background in sports as new president. Wow, problem solved. Pick an over-under on his student-athletes references the first time he talks on the new job, might as well just shut the place down. It simply doesn't matter anymore at all. Now, you know, John's a cynic. We both know him pretty well. He's a cynic. Uh, but, I, but I think looks at a lot of things at times with uh, the appropriate critical eye. I kind of agree with him here. I mean, this is a another politician. Unless the NCAA makes some serious decisions, I mean, you just get the, the sense... I, I don't know. Maybe the obituary is always being written prematurely. But, I mean, is there just any sort of movement here towards modernizing a, a lot of things? It's either they, they get nothing right or if they get something right, they, they then they don't put the appropriate guardrails on it and it just goes out of control like, like many have complained about with NIL and, and the portal. Yeah, I think they wanted to get away from the university administrator uh, that they've always kind of had in that role um, and, and wanted to, in this way of thinking, they were going outside of the box and with a lot of issues that are, they want to settle on a government level going forward, which I'm not sure is the best way to, to solve their own problems. Um, 
I, maybe they felt like they needed somebody who was on the inside of that world, but it's going to be very, it's obvious from his initial interview that he has a lot of work to do to get caught up to speed on uh, just the, the current landscape of college athletics with the transfer portal and NIL and everything that that entails. So it, it will be, uh, you know, he, he's, he's got a lot of work to do to try to salvage what's essentially a dying organization. Yeah. Uh, Brian Mull with us. A couple things we didn't mention uh, that I wanted to as far as on the court goes. Uh, we do have UNC and Ohio State tomorrow. Tar Heels have cobbled together two in a row. How do you see it with the Buckeyes at MSG tomorrow? Yeah, this will be a good litmus test for UNC. I mean, they, they've kind of patched up the, the wagon, if you will, and uh, picked up two nice home wins, heavily favored in both games over Georgia Tech and the Citadel, and now they have to go back out on the road to a neutral court and play a very game Ohio State team. Uh, it, it will be interesting to see what they've learned. Um, I know that they've, uh, Hubert has talked a lot about wanting to play with more pace, getting back to more of the Roy Williams style, which they had gotten away from earlier this year, and has really emphasized the guards need to move the ball and the guards need to feed the ball inside to Baycott, who seems to be as healthy as he has been in a while. So this is a big opportunity for Carolina to kind of prove that it is back, um, certainly not back to number one in the nation, but back to a, a, a team that we expect to be near the top of the ACC. And then uh, Kevin Keats and NC State have a game, on a neutral game as well, mm-hmm. against, mm-hmm. against Vanderbilt, that they really, uh, you know, they need to win. They need to win that game. That's not one where they can afford to stub their toe. Uh, the Wolfpack has, uh, ever since the debacle against Pittsburgh at home, has, has uh, kind of regrouped um, a little bit, but uh, they sure let one get away in Miami, and uh, that, that 0-2 record uh, is going to hang with them for a few more days in the ACC. In the week ahead, uh, Duke at Wake Forest on Tuesday. Yeah, that's... Uh, you know, game maybe lost a little bit of its luster. Wake Forest losing at Clemson badly and then dropping a, a game they had no business losing on a neutral court to LSU, a game they led by double figures in the first half, and then needing a, a last-second uh, unbelievable shot from Andrew Carr to, to hold off the Appalachian State Mountaineers on Wednesday night. So this has not been a great stretch for Wake ever since that, that impressive win that they had at Wisconsin. To get to seven and one, they're now eight and three. Uh, they have a tough game at Rutgers on Saturday, and then they have to come back home and play Duke and uh, after the holidays with Virginia Tech. Oh, and then go to North Carolina. So this is a very interesting time for Steve Forbes' team. Uh, four straight top thirty-five games, if you will, and they need to at least win two of them. Yeah, uh, and then we've talked about it a little bit in your past visits, but High Point comes to Greenville on Wednesday. And if you're the Pirates, uh, obviously you got business to take care of tomorrow. But High Point comes in, and another high-volume shot opponent you're going to be facing on Wednesday. I'll tell you what, this High Point team is as fast as any team I have watched this season. They have one speed, and it is 100 miles an hour. Out of whether the ball goes in the basket or comes off the backboard or they force a turnover, they are, they are turning it around in transition as quickly as they can. They have three very good guards. Um, Jaden House is phenomenal. He's leading the Big South in scoring. Zach Austin at six foot five is just an unbelievable athlete, a good shooter as well, and, and a real steadying presence to that team. Not a ton of depth, 
Uh, I think ECU will have a slight advantage there. But uh, that's a game where you're going to have to score some points. Nobody has really been able to, to slow down their attack or hold them under 75 or 80 points in a game. So I would imagine that will, uh, if you like offense, which most of us do, <laughs> that would be a fun, fun game to attend. Six o'clock on uh, Wednesday. Looking forward uh, to that. Uh, Cy Seymour and I will have it for you on ESPN+. Plus. As for now, Brian Mole, we appreciate it. Hope we'll see you this week, uh, Brian. And uh, we'll, we'll hopefully get you back on, too, if it works out with your schedule. would like to, to wrap up uh, a little post-mortem going into conference play, uh, what uh, you maybe see out of the Pirates the next couple of games. Thanks a bunch, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Okay. Thank you, Patrick. Same, same to everybody else. Thanks to Brian Mull. Thanks to Ben Byram for his uh, production efforts today. We'll be back Monday. Talk of the town, but also uh, Patrick Johnson show at 5 o'clock right here on the flagship of the Pirates. 94-3, the game. Hope you have a great weekend. Be safe out there, folks. And uh, remain in that uh, holiday and Christmas spirit as much as you can. Pirate basketball tomorrow at 2, 1.30 on the network, 1 o'clock time for coverage here on 94-3, the game. So tune in for that. And have a wonderful weekend. Santa, make him hurry, tell him he can take a freeway down.